Sorry, this is my line, huh? This is Felix Dale through the Marvel Universe for Felix. That's me. Drags me through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today, we are talking about Doctor Strange, a movie where Benedict Cumberbatch has a bad accent, is a famous neurosurgeon, gets in a bad car accident, which is entirely his fault, has the biggest pity party for himself. He eventually sinks out the Kamiotage, which turns out to be magic, then fights some evil forces who draw powder power from the dark dimension. <laughs> yeah, it would be funnier if they draw, drew powder from the dark dimension. <laughs> By being really good at remembering stuff using the help of a comedic cape. Doctor Strange originally came out in 2016. It is the second of the 10 films in phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then I wrote my line to be, <laughs> I still take issue with the fact that there are 10 films in this phase, but that's okay. Um, I don't know what to say about these phases. They're stupid. True. And there are too many Marvel movies in this world. True. Also, they come on top of even more Marvel movies that are not part of the I'm Kevin Feige mm-hmm. world. So then if you if you smash all those together, there's like a whole lot of movies. Yeah. And we're going to watch all of them. No, we're not. <laughs> Iger agreed to these. Iger? Like Bob Iger? No, I agreed. Disney. <laughs> I agreed to these movies, these 22 movies, and I regret my decision every single day. No, every single week, because every single day I don't have to watch these movies. But True. I frequently regret, regret this decision. Well, it's funnier that way. Uh, yeah, I guess it is funnier <laughs> that way. <laughs> so. Have you seen this movie before? I have never seen this movie before. We watched it together. What oh, about you? I have three times, two, two, three times. Okay. Kind of average for you. Mm-hmm. Felix, are you a Benedict Cumberbatch fan? Uh, or, as they say, a Cumberbitch? <laughs> you knew that was coming, right? Yeah. I didn't know you knew that. I know all sorts of weird stuff, uh, but not who Marina Diamonds is. I think they're Cumber Bunnies now. Oh, that's that's cuter. <laughs> <laughs> I but used not to be. As funny. I don't know. He hasn't done anything that's impressed me lately. I really liked Sherlock, like the first two seasons. Oh, where he's a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your type, though, right? Mm-hmm. That makes I mean, sense. It's basically the same character as he is in this movie. Yeah. Complete asshole in this movie. With like a photographic memory. <laughs> yeah. Felix. <laughs> other than other than Benedict Cumberbatch, who's in this movie? I like you that. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. <gasps> I like that in our notes you wrote his name as Bird Box Bandersnatch. <laughs> um, do you want to take a moment to explain that to me? Because I didn't, I didn't get it. But as I was writing notes up, you called them that, and so I wrote it in the notes. <laughs> but I, I, I did write it up as yes, I've seen it one time, and I also, I am also in love with Bird Box and Vandersnatch. Because <laughs> I just assume you're in love with like everybody. No, not everybody. No, he just, looks like an alien. What about him? Looks like an alien. Everything. I don't know. He's like weirdly tall and lanky he is weirdly tall and lanky like his face is very long but not in like a normal long face kind of way uh-huh <laughs> no he's odd looking um, but most of the time he has a british accent it's true and that's super sexy he's kind of hot sometimes in sherlock uh-huh but like mostly not. uh-huh and he's got nice hair he does no so like because his he's got like a funny name with a lot of syllables people like replace his name with other words and the two Netflix movies that just came out like last weekend happened to be called Bird Box and Bandersnatch, which rhyme with Benedict Cumberbatch. They they kind of do. I'm going to, while we're talking about who else is in this movie, I'm going to look up some of the fun Benedict Cumberbatch name memes. Okay, should I play Should I play the thing again so that we can actually talk about who else is on, in this movie, movie other than Bird Box and Bandersnatch? <laughs> sure. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. <gasps> so, 
Benedict Cumberbatch call, uh, plays Dr. Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. Not Mr. Strange. Not Master Strange. Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. His ex-girlfriend is Dr. Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Um, that also at the hospital is a guy named Dr. West, Dr. Nick West, which according to the internet is um is not stand for Nicholas like most Nicks are. It's Nicodermis. Nicodemus. That's a cool name. Um, well, unless you put Nicodermis in which case it just reminds me of skin. <laughs> which is mostly me just mispronouncing things. That's fair. Um I don't know who played him. You're right, I didn't write it in there. <laughs> Apparently I didn't care a lot. Um there's a physical therapist. I didn't care about a lot about him either. But there's he only has like some one lines. scene. Um and then there is Jonathan Pingboard. Played by Benjamin Pratt, who I clearly <laughs> cared about because I wrote his, the actor name in there. It's Pangborn. Pangborn? <laughs> Are you sure? And that's what I wrote. <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's Benjamin Bratt, um, which was really funny because we were talking about how all of the women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe like get conveniently written out of the like sequels. And then um, we're talking about Miss Congeniality, how that happens in that sequel, and the love interest in the first Miss Congeniality is played by Benjamin Bratt. Oh, so finally, it happens to men. Yeah. Some of the sorcerers I want to go with um, are Mordo, mm-hmm. played by, I can't pronounce your name, Chidwetel. Ch- I, I never remember his name. The Ancient One. Who doesn't really have a name? Played by Tilda Swint- Swinton. Swinton. Yeah, I just put some extra letters when I wrote <laughs> it in. Um, Wong, the librarian, played by a man by the name of Benedict Wong, and I was so excited when I saw that because that's crazy that it's his, like that's his name. Mm-hmm. That's all coming full circle. How many? How many people in this world are actually named Benedict? Not, Not a that lot, many. Yeah. And I get to play a guy with his actual name. And then there's, I cannot pronounce this. Please say it for me. Kaisilius. Yeah. Played by Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. who is just the Danish guy to me. I love that name, actually. Like, I kind of wish my brother's name was that. Was Mads? No, Kaisilius. Oh. <laughs> um, then so many would, letters. Then imagine filling out bubble tests for that. I also I also, don't know why people like me would forget his name all, all the time. I find the A E next to each other very like appealing looking. And then the big bad guy, Dormammu, who is like a giant head, which turns out is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Wait, he is? Yeah, according to the internet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I there's like a he's like a big floating head that doesn't look real. He just kind of has weird looking lips. Like you know, it's annoying. Good old Ultron, and then I asked okay. Felix if he wanted to make out with him. Dormammu <laughs> does not look like Ultron. First of all, <laughs> second of all, I was upset when I saw this movie. The biggest thing that upset me about this movie, and I, we can get to it later, but like we're gonna get to it now also, is oh, that Dormammu in the comic books is so cool looking. He's like, he, do you know Ghost Rider? I know of Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically Ghost Rider, but like a billion feet tall, and like his head's on fire, obviously, because that's why I called him like Ghost Rider. Um, and he like is in the dark dimension, and like I think he's like romantically involved with Death, or it's like his sister. I don't know. There's some intertwinement there. Um, just like it's, Deadpool and Thanos. It's best when it's both. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he looks super cool and he's on fire. Uh-huh. And in this movie, he just looks like weird and nebulous. And then, of course, we have our Stanley cameo mm-hmm. where he is a guy on the bus. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to the end of who's in this movie and we get to talk about who's in this movie without a shirt. Um... And the answer is Doctor Strange <laughs> while he's trimming his beard. Yeah. And then I also put in some of these zealots who are like following Caesalius. 
that guy. They're shirtless? Um, well, they kind of, when they get absorbed into the dark realm or whatever, um, they kind of like burn up and turn to ash until they look shirtless. That's true. So I put them in. Otherwise, it's a very, very short section. Blubber butt uh, cuttlefish. <laughs> That's good. Oh, boy. <laughs> Burger King Thunder Munch. <laughs> yeah, these just sound like <laughs> words. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So are we ready to talk about plot yet? Budapest flubber crack. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This movie starts out in a college library. Mm-hmm. In Budapest, actually. What? No, they weren't. In Bu- yeah, no, they were. Weren't no. They? <laughs> Bucharest. No. <laughs> Where were they? They were in Kathmandu. Yeah, where's that? Nepal. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Someone in this movie references Budapest. Yeah, but like they put on screen Kamandu Nepal. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Sounds made up. Is it a real place? Yes! <laughs> Super real! <laughs> I've never been to Nepal. I don't have a Himalayan salt lamp. I don't care! <laughs> It's a real place. Okay. But you're not supposed to know that yet. Because, like, at first I was like, college library. There's, like, clearly a car- courtyard here. It looks like a nice place. But really what happened? Oh, and there's some monks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. It's probably not a college. Yeah. If there's monks, then you're like. A, okay. What is that? A monastery? Is that where monks come from? A temple? Yeah, go with monastery. <laughs> This starts with an M. I know. When you, when you ask me, is that where monks come from? I'm like, they came from. They come from the same place babies come from, Felix. No. Okay. And then, and then I wrote Mortal Kombat, and there are some fancy books. Mm-hmm. All true. They steal. They steal like some pages out of a fancy book, and then there's some Mortal Kombat stuff, and then they like open up a portal, and then boom, they're in London. They chop that guy's head off. Oh, and they chop that guy's head off. Yeah, because they like string him up by his forearm. His Which forearms. makes no sense. Like, why hang him upside down just to cut his head off? They don't hang him upside down. They like. Well, he's at an angle. Okay. Yeah, that does not make any sense. Why do they need to like cut his head off? And they got like a bucket just... for it. Like, I don't know if they're keeping oh, yeah. the head. Because I remember specifically being like, what's that bucket for? <laughs> I don't remember what I like thought it was originally for. I think we thought they were going to drain his blood. Yeah. Which is like reasonable. Yeah. Because I thought that, although like when they got the ropes out or the chains out or whatever, and they like strung him up like that, I was like, they're going to quarter him. Yeah. But like, that was like, that's a time waster. Mm-hmm. Also. Because it was really just a heist to get some pages out of a book. They stole pages out of the book rather than just taking the book. Yeah. That was made no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. So are we ready to go to London yet? I want to ask you if that's a real place. You know that, right? London? Yeah, is London a real place? Maybe. Maybe. What part of London were they in? I don't remember. Greenwich Village? Or is that New York? There were... You are right on both accounts. I know. Yeah. There's a Greenwich... London and there's a Greenwich, New York. But I don't know which is which. The village? Like the village people? Okay, like what is your question? Like cuz isn't one of them Greenwich Village? Um okay. Let me look this up. Okay, Greenwich Village is the one in New York. Okay. Yep. They go there later. So we're good with Greenwich, mm-hmm. which is a place or a name that references multiple places. I don't know that they're in Greenwich in London specifically. I don't think they were. They're I thought just they were London. just in London. And then they, they're like running up the sides of buildings and like things are folding in on itself and it's all crazy like Inception. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that thing cuts out and then there's regular like stuff. <laughs> Doctor surgery stuff. <laughs> which turns out to be in, hold on. New York, and a place called Metro General Hospital, which is not a real 
hospital. Mm. The only Metro General Hospital that Google found was in Tennessee. Oh, it's a generic name. <laughs> it is kind of a generic name. Not as not as generic as General Hospital, which is a soap opera. <laughs> you know what I've noticed? What? There are so many hospitals in movies and TV shows called Sacred Heart. Okay. I don't like this one wasn't no it wasn't just an unrelated fun fact so he's like doing his surgery and who is he Doctor Strange okay he's doing a surgery and he's um like singing along to some song and like they're quizzing him on like what year the song came out and like who sings it and what the title was because he's got photographic memory he like saves the guy or whatever and then he just leaves before they even suture him up because he's like too good for that and then um he's walking out in the hall and he runs into rachel mcadams and she's like oh i thought she like she came to the window and like wanted his help <laughs> yeah and she's like i have a gunshot wound a gsw i know what that means from watching a lot of hospital tv shows like general hospital <laughs> probably like law and order <laughs> and uh then that i need a second opinion on yeah and she has a picture he's like she's he's dead and she's like he's not dead and then he's like oh you left the bullet in his head that's the problem because he's an asshole <laughs> he is an asshole <laughs> like and then she like makes him take a closer look at it and he's like oh the bullet's not fragmented that means that it's like hardened and it's leaching like chemicals into his brain and so he seems like he's dead but he's not actually dead yeah it was like it wasn't even like dented yeah and so then they're like we have to rush him to the er and extract the bullet and then nicodemus guy was like no he's dr west (laughs) we're gonna take a go cut his organs out which like do they really do that because that's like a thing that the republicans always say is that like the hospital will just like cut your organs out immediately when you're dead if you're an organ donor um i don't think so because that seems aggressive also, who's the time? Yeah, like I like. I was assuming in this case he's not actually dead. He's just on life support. No, the Nick guy—they were like wheeling him to have his organs removed. Yeah, once your heart stops beating, like you have like five minutes to do what? To get your heart beating again. Otherwise, you're like absolutely dead. Like, oh, you're, sure, there's no use to it for it, and like. In the time they had that conversation about the gunshot wound and the second opinion, that time would have passed. (laughs) I was assuming this was like a situation where this guy is like in the state of like dying and we could take the bullet out or, you know, like he's going to be brain dead and he's going to die anyway. So why bother? He's an organ donor. So like when he actually passes, then at that point, will harvest his organs no they were saying that like the the chemical that they use to harden the bullet like does something to like your heart rate and your breathing so it looks like you're dead and the other doctor didn't realize that and just declared him dead okay so i'm guessing that this is a fictional maybe yeah i don't know yeah because yeah i think there's uh um... okay this is not worth arguing about because uh, this is fictional bullet, and neither of us are doctors. A plot point on fictional and like things. every TV show ever, where like um, poison from um, uh, pufferfish can slow your heart rate enough to convince someone that you're dead. Yeah, you know what else can convince your someone you're dead? That poison from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, and then they did actually. Spoiler alert for Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, anyway, they get the bullet out and he's like, I got to go in with my hands. And they're like, you can't go in with your hands. And he's like, I got the best hands. And so he goes in with his hands and he gets the bullet out. And then they go tell the family and they're like, oh, yay. Oh, yeah. And then he's totally better and everything's good. And then he's like being super condescending about like the ER and the fact that she saves people's lives because it's like, not like groundbreaking and it's not gonna like change medical science forever uh-huh. and then they talk about they talk about some neurosurgeon technique that they invented together that he wants to call the strange technique mm-hmm. and she's like um hello we invented it together it should be the palmer strange technique also your name is weird and you can't just call things the strange technique that will <laughs> weird patients out how about that 
and they used to have a relationship we learned but he yeah was a narcissist and terrible so she's not into it anymore which is fair uh yeah <laughs> definitely leave that definitely leave that guy because he expresses jealousy that she might be like seeing dr west mm-hmm. which i hope she's not because gross you know what <laughs> Leave her alone. I'm just saying she could do better than both of them. She's clearly more competent than both of them. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> and she's beautiful. <laughs> so true. Dr. Strange definitely thinks that, like, Dr. West is just, like, the gum on the bottom of his shoe. Like, he's a bad doctor. But he's still in love with her. Yeah, probably. And in addition, he also thinks he's not a very good doctor. <laughs> But he wants to go into medical research because he thinks it will, like, help more people rather than just help, like, one person at a time. Yeah. But really, it's just because he wants to, like, get his name out there and be famous and, like, attention. Uh-huh. Because he's an egomaniac. hmm So then he's, like, driving. To Oh, he, he then he dresses up all fancy because he oh, has to, right. he's a guest speaker and he picks his out a watch because he has lots of watches. And he has a drawer that holds all the watches and spins them. No oh, apparent yeah. reason. Yeah, so we know that they're fancy. Yeah, and we know that he's rich, because who installs a, a fancy watch-spinning drawer? Yeah. And so he's driving, and he's on the phone with his assistant, who we never meet, but we hear his name multiple times. And he's like, tell me about some cases. And he starts talking about some cases. And some of them like seem like they could be references to like other MCU characters. Um, oh, I did not get to this all. Yeah, like one of them, he's like some guy in like a super suit, like messed up his spine, blah, blah, like oh. war machine. Okay. Anyway, then he is like. Oh, yeah. And he keeps like he keeps tossing out cases because either they're really boring or they're, they're people where he doesn't want to mess up his record. Yeah. Which is totally a thing with surgeons is that that they will reject your case because there is such a low success rate that then it like gets filtered into their stats mm. and it makes their stats look bad, which is kind of sad. It is. Because, you know, it's not your fault. You have a, a hard to, to surgery condition, or just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but then like it's hard to find a surgeon willing to take you. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they're a bad surgeon. It's just because, it's a it's a tricky and frequently unsuccessful surgery. Yeah. So. But yeah, he was distracted driving and looking at the case files on the like touch screen in his car. Yeah. Oh my gosh! This and and gets in an accident, and this is where I was like, I was like, this is like one hundred percent his fault because he's driving super fast, passing cars, and looking at like medical like X rays. Yeah. 100% his fault, and then he gets in a car accident. Completely breaking law. I assume, Oh, no, they were in New York. Well, I don't know the rules in New York, but, like, the bluffs in California, I now have, like, laws about how fast you're allowed to, like, go around the corners and stuff because they're, like, so low visibility and, like, oh, yeah. rock slides and all kinds of stuff. And that's basically what he was driving on. And he's driving so fast, and he's, like, crossing the double yellow lines, which you're not allowed to do. It sounds kind of stupid. Yeah. He's just, he's, like, so into himself. So then he, like, crashes... So over dramatically, <laughs> like that car would have been dust by the time it hit the ground if it was real life. He like flings off the road, off this like bluff, and then it spins like a hundred times in a circle, and then it like flips over its head and like crashes into a tree, and then flips down a hill into like a dam. <laughs> like there's like a slow motion shot of the interior of his hands like crushing through the dashboard. There's a lot of focus on his hands in this first part of the movie. Because uh, he's a surgeon. Yeah, and watches. Because uh, he likes watches. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it cuts to him like in the hospital, and Rachel McAdams is like wheeling him in, and he gets like his hand surgery, and then he wakes up, and he's like horrified by all the pins and fascinators in his hands. I am just imagining his hands with actual like fascinators, like those tiny hats. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sure yeah he's horrified because he knows that dr west did it and he hates dr west yeah and he said like even after being mangled he's still like an egomaniac and he's like i could have done better 
because you know the accident was his fault, you want to be like, you can't even drive. (laughs) Also, he couldn't have done better because I assume that that kind of surgery takes two hands and you can't operate on one of your hands with your other hand. Yeah. And like when you first see that, I imagine that you're very, very drugged up. So like you wouldn't have that like angry reaction. You would be like, I'm so sleepy and happy. Also, even in real life, it's probably probable if you're wealthy enough, which he seemed to be. Um, but like, especially in this like fictional universe where there's like Iron Man suits and stuff, why not just get your hands cut off if they're that important and mangled rather than trying to like reattach the bones and the nerves and just get prosthetics? Like, there are super cool prosthetics that exist in the real world today. And in this like fictional superhero world, I bet they're amazing prosthetics. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Let's get some awesome things. You were rich. Yeah. That's true. He but- spent so much money. He like bankrupted himself looking for like medical cures and stuff. Yeah. And gotten, like, yeah. He, he instead he throws himself a big pity party Ugh. and then like, yeah. And then he has to go to like all sorts of like physical therapy where he just practices opening and closing his hand. And then he talks to the physical therapist and he's like, he's like, you know, there is no recovery for me. Have you ever seen anybody with this serious of nerve damage recover? And he's like, well, you know, like it's slow going and like you get somewhat better, but like, you know, I've only seen one person get all the way better. And he's like, can I see his case file? And the guy's like, of course you can. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about privacy policies? And so he gets the case file. Yep. And it was like going from not being able to walk to being Benjamin Brett playing basketball. Mm-hmm. With a weird accent. <laughs> he was also on Law and Order. Yeah. So I bet he knows what a GSW is. <laughs> Probably. Maybe that's where he got paralyzed from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So. He goes and finds him playing basketball and asks him how he got better. And he says, I went to spiritual healers, blah, blah, blah. Well, and then eventually this is what I found. And, you know, I could have gone further. But what I chose was to take that knowledge that I had learned and continue living my old life mm-hmm. of playing basketball. Yeah. Because it's New York. And they were playing basketball in what seemed to be an open air like high rise what which like i imagine they have in new york but like it looked like they were in a building but it wasn't enclosed it had like fencing oh but not a rooftop like it looked like there were still floors above them oh okay so this is my interpretation of it it looked like it was a some sort of weird place where it was like the floors above were probably like it was like underneath a highway oh yeah rather than like being some weird building thing. I was just like tucked in a cranny. Yeah. It was weird. Population density, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you got you gotta put stuff everywhere. He sells everything he owns except for the watch that um Rachel McAdams gave him. But you don't find out that that out till later. Oh that's true. So his favorite watch. His favorite watch and goes to Geography. Cameratage. Kamandu Nepal and looks for Kamirtage, which is the temple or whatever that Benjamin Brett told him about. And so he's like looking for it and nobody knows seems to know. Well, no, he talks to one guy that points him in the right direction, but then he can't find it. And then these guys like appear and try to mug him in an alleyway. And he's like, I don't have any money. I sold all I have to get here. And they're like, well, we'll take your watch. Yeah. Because it's a nice watch, and we know he likes nice watches. And he's like, no, it's all I have left. Don't take my watch. But they take it, and they beam up. He tries to, like, punch him in the face with his, like, broken, destroyed hands. <laughs> Why would you do that? Mm. But then some mysterious hooded figure appears and beats up the muggers and gets his watch back, even though it's broken. And then he leads him to Kamirtage. Um, yes. And he introduces himself as Master Mordo. Mm-hmm. Brings him into a building that just looks like a door and is like, well, shouldn't I be talking to those gurus over there? And he's like, nope, this is the one. We're going to take you to meet the ancient one. 
who turns out to be a slight bald lady, white bald lady. He's asking him how she fixed Benjamin Brack, and she says she convinced the man that he could walk. And she shows him that there's much more to the world and the, and the body than what he can see. Like, for example, a MRI is just a snapshot of part of it. It's like looking through a keyhole, seeing what you can see there, but not knowing what's in the other room. Mm-hmm. Them being, being surprised that there's a whole other room over there. And he's like not having it. Yeah. Which I was like, I kind of got because like he's like science and whatever. Uh-huh. And it seemed like she was being very like Eastern medicine and like whatever. But at the same time. Because like the first picture she shows him is like the chakras. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, but like you came here all this way. Why not just listen? <laughs> You know? Yeah. Because like at first he was convinced that like she was on some kind of new way, like medicine, like unlicensed surgical technology, and he's really interested. So it's like, you're just being an asshole again. <laughs> yep. Like, you obviously like saw and believed what happened to yeah. that guy. Ping was born. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to like come out to Kathmandu. But whatever. Are you ready to talk about uh, something else? Something non-spiritual? Something like... Well, Dale. Yes, Felix? Your favorite part. It always is. Uh, how much money do you think this movie... Wow, really? Okay. Okay. I okay. Am I, what am I guessing? How much it cost or how much it made? How much it cost? Okay, so I saw lots of computer commu- computer graphics. Computer graphics. Mm-hmm. I saw zero fireworks. Mm-hmm. I think that Tilda Swinton is much less expensive than Robert Downey Jr. I think that Benedict Vandersnitch <laughs> is probably. Is also much less expensive than Robert Downey Jr. So I'm gonna go with not that much money. <laughs> okay, you're giving me a look, which means you want a number <laughs> yes. or I'm way off. How much? $250 million. Less. Oh, okay. $150 million. Close. A little bit more. $165 million. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Now guess how much it made. I'm going to guess not very much because I definitely did not see this. And it seemed like a dumb movie <laughs> when, it, when I saw previews for it. So I'm going to go with $500 million. Substantially less. Ooh. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch isn't that big a draw. Okay. Which is weird because he totally like was. I feel like he's like in his prime when this came out. It was, it was only like two. Two years ago, two, three years ago. I suppose. Maybe if he took off his shirt more and had more scenes with Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. People love romance. True. Okay. $300 million. Less. $250 million. Less. $200 million. A little bit more. $225 million. A couple more. <laughs> $227 million. <laughs> 232 you said a couple. A few. Okay. Wow. Right? That's shocking to me. Perhaps it's because it wasn't a good movie and it doesn't make sense with the rest of the stuff. But they all make like a billion. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just domestic. Oh. That's why I was so confused. I was like, these movies make so much money. Why? Okay. How much do you think it made worldwide? The same amount. No. To make lots more worldwide, people yes. love Stephen Strange because they're like, oh, this is set in Kathmandu, a place that is real. $500 million. More. Uh, $750 million. More. What? Nope, less. Sorry, I lied. You are terrible at this game. <laughs> Just tell me the answer now. $677 million. Worldwide. So then yeah. plus together equals, do the math. What math? So is that the total domestic and yeah. outside the world? Okay. 
Okay, so I wasn't really that off. Yay for Dale. Yay for the <laughs> yay for this segment being over. <laughs> So back to the plot, mm-hmm. which I would call the training montage. Yeah. Well, no, we skipped over the part where she like puts her finger on it or she like punches his astral plane spirit out of his body. And then she like puts her finger on his forehead and blasts him into outer space. And like, there's oh, weird, she like, she convinces him that whatever she's doing is real yeah. by blasting him around outer space and then like making his heart race. Mm hmm. And if you notice, one point, um, probably didn't because it's not relevant yet, but um, at one point when he's like flying through space and whatever, he goes to the dark dimension and you see uh, Dormammu. I did not notice that because I didn't know what the dark dimension or Dormammu is. (laughs) And also, I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) And I have trouble caring now. So now can we talk about the training montage? Sure. Okay. So then there's some training. And a montage. And a montage, like all good movies where people learn stuff new. He like studies a lot. Um, uh, he reads a lot and he keeps going back to the library where we meet the, the librarian whose name is Wong. And he gives a nice speech about how none of the books are forbidden, but some are above your level. And you can't steal the books, otherwise you'd be dead before you left the compound. Which is not true because he totally steals books. I mean, he doesn't leave the compound, but he does steal books. Yeah. And and he looks at, like, the special books that are, like, chained up on a fence almost. It's like a, one of those um, collapsible shelves. The rolling shelves. I think I have a different idea of what a collapsible rolling shelf is than you. <laughs> I mean, like, it is fence-like. It is fence-like. And I think of collapsible rolling shelves as you collapse the space in between the shelves. So yeah. that there's no aisle. Well, this one, accordion collapses. Yeah, like a fence. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, but I never see it collapse. So I think it's just like a book well, stuck like, in a fence. They pull it out. Anyway, yeah. and he and he takes it down, and he like and he looks at it a little bit, and then he like puts then Wong puts it back. One thing I have a problem with in this scene, okay, is the way that he like learns magic super quickly. Is because he has a photographic memory, and so while he sleeps, he has his astral plane body read the books. I don't remember this at all. Really? Yeah. Um, it's during the montage. I don't know about astral planes, but I feel like if your spirit or whatever is conscious enough to study, then you're probably not getting very good sleep. Um, I would retort with the it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> line from the ancient one here Mm -hmm. but it does have to make sense because it's a movie and otherwise it'd just be a bunch of nonsense and who wants to watch nonsense apparently a lot of people that's reserved for music videos music videos are nonsense set to music this is what Dormammu looks like okay you're gonna you're gonna tweet this with this episode Oh, Oasis. yeah, I totally will, because he looks awesome. I'll find a really good picture of him. Okay. So, yeah, um, he gets really good at magic very quickly. but Yeah, like, but can't perform it. Yeah, because he sucks. Because he sucks. And there's <laughs> lots of, like, Tai Chi in the courtyard. I don't know. Some kind of martial arts. Well, it's it's like... It's like how you how one would imagine a Tai Chi class <laughs> would be in that courtyard, except they're like drawing magic stuff mm-hmm. in the air. And he can't do it. And and he can't do it. He's just going through the motions, which is important. But, but like then he's like being whiny as usual and he's like, I can't do it, my hands are mangled. And then the guy that she thought was the ancient one in the beginning comes out and she's like, Master, what's his name? Why do you expect me to remember this? Master whatever. And then he like lifts up, because he's wearing these really long sleeves, and he lifts up one of his sleeves, and it shows that he doesn't even have hand. Yeah. And he still does magic. Yeah, so it doesn't have to do with your hands. It has to do with I don't know what, because they don't explain it. Make believe. Cool. And then she's like, "Um, we're going to teach you 
Oh, and then you ha- then they can do the sling ring training, which mm-hmm. is apparently they look like brass knuckles. Yeah, and it helps you to open your little teleportation portals. So she opens one to uh, Mount Everest and leaves him there. Yeah. And he has to try to figure out how to get back. Geography. So is Mount Everest a real place? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's Mount Everest? Is it also in Nepal? Uh-huh. It's about 100 miles from Kathmandu. Is so, it part of the Himalayas? Yeah. Oh, look at me knowing mountain ranges. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> he makes it back by, like, the skin of his teeth. Uh-huh. And then they do, like, this fight scene training where they teach them about magical objects that are imbued with magic powers that they can't sustain, which doesn't make sense. At least you agree with me now. And, <laughs> and the lesson is... <laughs> is you're not ready for them. And he's like, how do I know when I'm ready? And the answer is the object uh, chooses you and knows when you're ready. So that will come back, definitely. Which I also have issue with because none of the objects that they use except for Dr. Stranger's cape seem to be like sentient. So how do they choose you? (laughs) Why are you asking me this question? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you wrote this movie. Okay, they're called relics. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then he sneaks in to take a look at the Book of Time. Then he gets in trouble, but he's still like, uh, uh, and then he sneaks in and uses the eye of... Ag- uh, isn't, it's not Agamemnon. <laughs> I was going to say that. Well, I was going to call it the eye of <laughs> Azkaban, so, you know, you're probably <laughs> Agnew. I have... Uh, what is it called? Anyway, and so he goes back in time and like watches Evel get eaten and watches his Agamotto. on get eaten. And then he yeah, goes back in time to when that book had all its pages before they got ripped out and then reads those pages and then does some stuff and then he gets caught and they're like, time is a dangerous thing. Terrible things happened. Harry to wizards who's messed with time. And then they're like, oh, don't mess with that because that's unnatural magic. Mm-hmm. Unlike the natural magic. Which also makes no sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. And like, so it becomes a big plot point later. They get really hung up on like these rules about messing with the natural order, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. How is it different from any of the other magic they're doing? <laughs> that's a really good question. I think that might be why some of this movie was not so popular and <laughs> it makes no sense. And that's probably why they, they literally said in this, it doesn't have to make sense. It's also weird because like in Thor, when Natalie Portman and Thor are sitting on the rooftop. Oh, and he says, some people call, would call it magic, but it's really not. Yeah. It's just something you don't understand, but this is actually magic. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, why isn't it just something you don't understand? I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like, like, or is it mystical? And that's different than magic. Because the way Thor described it was like, it's basically science, but like our science and technology are just so far advanced from yours because we're from another dimension. But like, Uh all this magic's from other Uh dimensions too. And then, so the way Tilda Swinton described it is that they're drawing power from other dimensions to make magic is what she says. If that's the case, why can't you just draw the power from your own dimension? I don't remember her saying that. Does it run out? I have so many questions. And I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that there are no answers. <laughs> it's all made up. <laughs> well, it's dumb. And they t- give you this line so that you don't ask these questions, which is, it doesn't have to make sense. But it does. But it's dumb. It looks kind of cool, though. Moving on. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, he learns that, about Dormammu. Yep, he learns that they protect the world from mystical powers, just like the Avengers protect it from, I guess, alien powers. I don't know, whatever. Um, there are three sanctums that pro- protect the world in London, New York, and Hong Kong. All in the upper half of the world. Northern Hemisphere. That's the one. And that Aganunu. Dormammu? No. Aganunu. Whoever the eye was. The eye guy. 
was the first Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> okay. And that they have three, like, windows that are permanently open to the three sanctums. Mm-hmm. Which is really great because that's when, like, they get attacked and the book gets stolen. And then uh, somehow uh, Stephen Strange ends up in the New York Sanctum, which is a, like, giant house. Um, kind of like a museum. Casillas, <laughs> um, attacking the master of the house, mm-hmm. and so he's witnessing this, and he's like, "You would die to protect this house," and then he does. And like, oh, and there's lots of nice stuff in this house. I also learned that they like kill a guy, but so they the the zealots and Caecilius draw power from the dark dimension and Dormammu to like have more power, I guess. Um, and it makes their eyes like all makeup and weird. Yeah, it's like if you had you had big bags under your eyes that because you hadn't slept and then you covered them in glitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That also makes no sense to me because like they already said they draw power from other dimensions, so why is it Suddenly bad. Well, you remember hearing that, and I don't remember that at all. She says it to him when he first, um, oh. like, sitting on the floor when she first okay. agrees to teach him. And okay, she's, like, then. doing all that fancy stuff with her hands. You know what? This movie doesn't make any sense. Can we just, like, cut our podcast now? No. Yeah, we can. Okay. Here, I will summarize the rest of the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then. There's a big fight scene. There's a big fight scene. Some comedic relief with the cape. Yeah. Steven says to Mads Mikkelsen, who he chains up in like the most elaborate handcuff straitjacket thing yeah. I've ever seen. And he like, and the cape's like helping him out at this point, which is comic relief mostly. And then he tries to convince him that like really the dark realm, which by the way, if you're going to be the dark realm and you want to convince people that you're better than that, you should have like another name. <laughs> well, I don't think they chose the name. I know, but like, you should like be like, don't think of it as a dark realm. Think of it as this, mm. like the realm of internal life. Sure. Which is what they're like trying to convince people that it is. So like, you know, and he's like, this is what it is. It's, you know, he's promising us like, that we can live forever. And Steven's like, yeah, your eyes don't look so good. <laughs> They're banging and covered to... in glitter. And then he really is just distracting him so he can like stab him with some magic or whatever. Yeah, one of his little zealots stabs him. Then they go to the hospital with the little teleportation ring and he gets the um, Dr. Palmer, Rachel McAdams to like suture him and suck the blood out of his arterial sac or whatever. Meanwhile, the the portal stays open the whole time, which yeah. makes no sense because every other time the portal closes behind you. Yeah, and then the guy that he that stabbed him like flies his astral projection body through the portal. Hey, and meanwhile, his astral projection body is like spooking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Doctor Palmer, the freak out. And critiquing her while she's working, and then it's like, "Excuse me, I have to go fight a guy that you can't see." And so she can see like half the ha- him astral projected, but not the other guy. He gets like he almost dies, and so his heart rate stops, and she has to like um, shock him, and then yeah. super shock him when he's like holding the other guy. Electricity makes your astral projection self. Yeah, oh yeah, this makes no sense. Okay. You know what? You're making me like this movie <laughs> less and less because you even think this movie doesn't make sense. It does. It has no consistency. It's so stupid. So I want to go back to the whole thing about not messing with natural law and like doing time magic and whatever when they're talking about it. And Wong is describing everything to him. He tells him that the, the eye is an infinity stone. Oh, this is at the end. He tells him it's the oh, infinity it? stone. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that happens. And the Infinity Stone of Time. Yeah, that makes sense. Which controls time. So I'm like, why is it like... Why is that messing with the natural order? I thought 
this is as old as time itself. Yeah. So that would be the natural order. Exactly. Who cares? Nothing makes sense. It's so dumb. Nothing makes sense. Um, but yeah, so then he gets he kills the guy and she fixes him up and she like is being snarky with him, which he deserves. Oh, so much so. And then he goes back through the portal. He's like, We have to go to the Hong Kong sanctum because they're gonna take it. And then Tilda Swinton appears on nowhere and he gets in a fight with her because he learned from Mads Mickelson that she also draws power from the dark dimension. Which is totally not allowed. And that's how she stays alive forever. And oh, that's why she's in the angel one. Yeah, looks like a young woman. This is with no hair. Upsets Mordo deeply. Uh-huh. And it Which you knew what it was going to do because oh, yeah. who who gives the name Mordo to the guy who's <laughs> always gonna be a good guy? But they were playing it up so hard and it makes me so angry and I hate that character specifically because well I, I just didn't really care for the character to begin with and like Tilda Swinton tries to explain it away when she's dying later in like 10 minutes to Doctor Strange by saying like he's rigid and he had a rough childhood and so you know he needs your flexibility and your creativity and you need his strength but I'm like I get like having strong beliefs rigidly believing in them and whatever yep but, like, she's the one who taught him those beliefs. <laughs> so that's, uh-huh. like, a religious person getting mad at, like, a prophet for doing something <laughs> that they feel is against their teachings. And, I'm like, she's the one who told you that the dark dimension you shouldn't draw from, so if she wants to do it, like, who are you to correct her? <laughs> and Dr. Strange was trying to, like, make excuses for her for doing it like later with Mordo because he was like I'm leaving I won't be a sorcerer anymore he was like she's complicated and like she was doing what she thought was right to like stay alive forever so she could protect the world or whatever and Mordo's like not having it literally 45 minutes ago you were making that same defense for her (laughs) saying that Doctor Strange doesn't know her and all the good she's done for the world so he shouldn't get to critique her Okay, so there's so many things to hear to say about cult leaders here. <laughs> okay. Because cult leaders can be so bad. Mm-hmm. And people will look the other way because they're cult leaders. But like, in this case, it's like directly from their teachings. And so it's like, oh, it's not okay for like all of us to do this thing, but you can do it. But she's the leader. So, is it okay for everybody else to not like have sex with thirteen years old, thirteen year olds? But it's okay for the cult leader to do it. Not from an outside looking in perspective, but I think if you like worship the ground your cult leader walks on, then I feel like that's a character flaw. But maybe that means that he's kind of smarter and wouldn't get caught up in like the same way a cult would be. But he was fully caught up in it the whole time. He was yeah, like her right like, hand. <laughs> But it's not the same as a cult because... Rachel McAdams called it a cult. <laughs> because in this case, there's like a little bit more proof. Like there's actually magic. But they didn't make and it she's, clear. She's not the founder of it. No, but they... She's just the current leader. I, like, I could see that. like being the Pope. Yeah, I could see that. But it didn't seem, at least they never showed, that there was like ancient or text than her that they were like basing their teachings off of. They just talked about how the the Eye of Amamoto <laughs> and how he wrote that damn book that she yeah, she's only the one the She's only the one only one, one that can read it. Yeah, but you can also read it because no text is forbidden, but you can't take it out. <laughs> but they said that you shouldn't even be able to understand it and it was weird that Doctor Strange could understand it. Um, well, he's a super smart a-hole who read all the background material. Yeah. So, he eventually did. I'm just saying, I think she should be allowed to do whatever she wants. Or not. But they can't have it both ways. I don't want to argue <laughs> this okay. at all. They get in a big fight with um, Kaisilis again, and he tricks Tilda Swinton and kills her. And then she falls off the building and crashes through a glass awning onto the streets of New York. And then she goes to the hospital. Where and Rachel McAdams is like, seriously again? Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then she actually dies. But they have like a nice heart to heart. Her and Doctor, Doctor Strange in their astro bodies before okay. she eventually disappears. Which is like another thing that is inconsistent. 
I don't know. If she like she didn't have the eye of Agmodo, so I don't know. If she's fucking with time. When Doctor Strange is fighting in the astral plane, it like slows down time a little bit, but not like, a lot. They're fighting in the mirror dimension. No, no, in the hospital when he's having a surgery. Oh yeah. Like, okay, yeah. It seemed like Rachel McAdams was moving a little bit slow from their perspective, but not like super slow. Uh huh. And then he was also able to like talk to her in real time. Uh huh. But when he's Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange are talking in the astral plane, time is like crawling, like you like watch thunder, like and lightning building, and for like twenty minutes. Because she can do that because she's the Sorcerer Supreme and has the best skill mastery. I guess, but she can't see past her own death. So yeah, because she's dead. Well, if you were really good at magic, maybe you'd figure that out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she's not that good at magic. So she dies, and they're like, we have to stop Kaecilius because he's going to Hong Kong, and if he destroys that last sanctum, then... Which, I don't recall him destroying the New York sanctum. The New York sanctum doesn't fall. The London one has fallen, but they're predicting that the... That's a bad movie. Um, What? London has fallen. The London Sanctum has fallen, <laughs> but they're predicting that the next... Oh, it gets attacked at some point, and then they're predicting that the next one, they're going to attack the Hong Kong. Yeah, no, it gets attacked when they're there, and they stop them. Yeah. So and, how does Dormammu get then, in in the end? And then it gets attacked... Okay, and it gets attacked while while they're there. Mm-hmm. Well, while Steven's there the first time. Yeah. And then they're sitting around having a, a conversation, and then it gets gets attacked again when um, the ancient one is there. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the mirror mirror dimension. Yeah. And then she falls out of the sky, and then that's when they lose because they all go to the hospital to fix her up, and everybody else has the New York sanctum. Oh, they never say that. No, it's just implied. Yeah. And so, so then there's only one left to attack, which is the Hong Kong one. Doctor Strange convinces uh, Mordo to go to Hong Kong, and Wong is already there trying to protect it, but they lose. And they get there, and everything's on fire, and people are dead. And it's very graphic. And like, I think they got away with like a PG-13 rating, but like including that scene because it all goes in reverse when you see it. So it's not like actually happening. But if you were to like play it in forward motion... A guy flies, like, clear through his front windshield when he gets in a car accident and, like, smashes his head on the pavement. And there's blood. That's super rated R. And then, like, this guy Uh that's, like, cooking stir fries starts on fire. (laughs) And, like, a girl gets, like, decapitated with a manhole cover. It's, like, there's a lot happening. Uh Uh-huh. And Dormammu is coming through. And so Doctor Strange is, like, we are mortals. Like, we're too late. And Doctor Strange is, like, no. I'm still wearing that eye necklace. So then he starts rewinding time. But because plot reason, Kaecilius and his uh, zealots are able to like remove themselves from the rewinding time. Uh huh. So then they start fighting. And they're like, we're not going to be able to beat them. I don't know. Someone says something plot devicey. And Doctor Strange has like an aha moment. And he's like, oh. Dormammu exists outside of time. He doesn't know what time is. Like, he gets stuck in a time loop. So he flies to the dark dimension and puts Dormammu in a time loop. And the time loop in which Dr. Stephen Strange comes in and says, I'm here to bargain. And then he's like, I'm, here, I'm going to kill you. And then he keeps showing up and saying, I'm here to bargain. And then Dormammu gets very creative in ways to kill him. And then is eventually like, oh, we're in a time loop. I have to bargain in order to get out of this time loop. Mm-hmm. And he does bargain, and it involves he's going to take his zealots and take off their shirts and burn them <laughs> up and bring them to the dark <laughs> dark dimension and leave the Earth alone for the rest of the time, the end. Definitely the most creative like final boss battle in all these movies. I will not disagree with that. But it's also like still just a part of a big fight scene. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but a big fight scene that went in reverse. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I liked a lot of the set design. And so then Doctor Strange goes back and he's like, we did it. And Mordo is having character flaws and still angry. I wrote Mordo quits. Yeah. Um, there's no source of Supreme now. The eye, the eye of Asgard goes back into the... 
library. <laughs> Turns out it's an infinity stone. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is now the master of the New York Sanctum, where mm-hmm. he's a because it didn't blow up. Because it didn't blow up, but it still got taken over. I don't. I disagree. <laughs> they never explain what needs to how it protects things. They blew up the other two. They blew up the the Hong Kong one. I don't remember seeing the London one blowing up. Yeah, that's what blew Doctor Strange into New York when they were first talking. Oh, they like they open the door to London and then they see them like throwing the big bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. And they were that. trying to throw the bomb like, he in just, New York. He just fell into New York. No. It's, okay. Yeah. So, no. No. False. They're not playing by their own rules. And why is um, Camertage not a sanctum? Like, that's where, like, the headquarters that's, is. That's the school where the headquarters I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's confusing. Why are you asking me these questions? I just have issues with this movie. Okay. It's like a fun movie, though. Like, it's not bad. I can't say I agree with that. <laughs> okay, are we ready for the after credit scene? Sure. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Rose. So, there are two after credit scenes. Yep. One is Thor, saying that Earth has wizards now. He's talking to Doctor Strange in his house. Mm-hmm. This is a scene from another movie. I want to say Spider-Man? No. Avengers? Avengers something? It's just an after credit scene. I am certain I've seen this scene already. And he's drinking beer that refills itself. It might be in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That one I've seen. It's like, so my new job is to protect against interdimensional threats. And your brother Loki is an interdimensional threat. And you don't know where he is right now. Oh, yeah. He's asking why him and Loki are in New York. Mm -hmm. And he's like. We're trying to find our father. And he's like, well, I'll help you do that then because I'm magic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a cute scene. Then the other after credit scene is Mordo attacks Pingborn. Because mm-hmm. I guess I don't know anything about the Doctor Strange comics, but I'm assuming that he's like a villain and like goes after the sorcerers. Like he used to be a sorcerer and now he's disgruntled. So he's killing all the other sorcerers. I think that's a pretty good assumption. Which is like... No, thanks. I don't want to pass. You don't want to <laughs> see him as the, the villain? No. I didn't even want to see this movie, so <laughs> whatever. So now do you want to know what I actually thought of it? Yes. You were never a god. You were never even a man. Kill <laughs> On the scale of Batman versus Superman's. <laughs> How many Batman versus Supermans would you rate this movie? Well, the more we talked about it, the less <laughs> I liked it. Just flying closer and closer to the sun. So, I did like Rachel McAdams. She's great. A competent woman. She is great, but mostly she used to like play Nicholas. What's his face? Sparks. Yeah, Nicholas, I was going to call him Nicholas Cage. Obviously not (laughs) Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Sparks romance Mm -hmm. um, people. And so it's nice to see her playing a competent surgeon. Mm -hmm. So that was good. There was also, it was also nice to see a woman in a leadership position in the cult. Yeah. I guess. But there really weren't that many women otherwise in that cult. It was also really problematic for a lot of people. A lot of people like boycotted this movie because the character that Tilt Swim plays is like an Asian man. Oh, in the comics? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like a white woman. Yeah. yeah. And she's accompanied by a black man. And then all the, uh, the Asian men are minor characters. There was no bugs. There was no bugs. There wasn't a lot of fireworks. They didn't fight with each other a lot. No, yes, they did. Doctor Strange fought with everyone. Yeah, there was a cape that had levi- that could levitate the person they were with, but only sometimes, or chose to do it sometimes. So, in conclusion, the answer is four. Okay. That's not bad. It's four times better than the worst movie ever made. Yeah. I mean, in comparison to some of your other ratings, like Incredible Hulk. <laughs> So true. That was that was a terrible movie. 
What did we learn? Uh, don't drive distracted. Yeah. In fact, at the end of the movie, there's a thing that says driving while distracted can be hazardous to you and others on the road. Please drive responsibly. Because yeah. in real life, if he got in that car accident, he'd be very dead. Oh, my God. Well, like, Andy could have killed somebody else. That super bothered me. Like, obviously, you need to have some way in which he can, like, lose his hands and also, like, also demonstrate that he's an a-hole at the same time. And that was very effective at that. But also, like, maybe, maybe don't make your characters be such a-holes. That's, like, a weird trend in these, this series. And people talk about this a lot. How, how many a-holes are Marvel superheroes? Yeah. And like it's so true. How they always have these like very humbling experiences, but like they don't humble them at all and it all just works out. Yeah. It's like you're an awful person and then you go through this tragedy that like should bring you down to earth, but instead you just get magic powers and you stay an asshole. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean he gets a little nicer, I think. He's like more playful, I guess. But like yeah. he's still kind of an asshole. It's nice to know that he's hell has like a special place in his heart for his ex girlfriend. Yeah, but not if he doesn't show it to her. Yeah, he's just rude to her. Yeah, well, he has a nice little heart to heart conversation. In, like, the Eventually, room. when he's near death and she saves his life. Yeah, but after that, he also has a conversation with her after he, she tries to save his buddy's life. Oh, that's true. When they're washing their hands. Yeah, when they're washing their hands, but like. And then he cries and the cave wipes his tears. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's just like, be nice to like... The competent women in your life. <laughs> yeah, be nice to the competent women in your life. And it'd be nice to have like a nice superhero. Yeah. I, le- I learned that they're not even trying to make things make sense. No, no, they fully give up. Yeah, does not matter. So, next up. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians in the Galaxy? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Volume 2. Have you seen this movie? I have not. What do you think is going to happen? Peter Quill finally gets to listen to some new old music. <laughs> Groot gets bigger again and says, I am Groot a lot. <laughs> and okay. And the last one was a jailbreak movie with some extra stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Heist Movie. They're going to rob a casino. That's Ant-Man. They're going to rob a casino. Okay. (laughs) Well, stay tuned next week to see if any of that happens. Galactic Casino. (laughs) That's uh, Star Trek. No, Star Wars. What movie? Star Wars. (laughs) Which Star Wars was that? I don't remember. Last Jedi. 